Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. This is the drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24/7 home of the black and gold. SNR Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. Matt, it's a lovely Monday here in Pittsburgh, and it's also today was, well, pre-draft press conference day in Pittsburgh. And the first, the, the Monday before the, uh, the draft itself happens, uh, it's been this way for years. The Steelers hold a press conference where they make both Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin or whoever the GM and head coach happen to be yeah, uh, yeah. available, and they talk or don't talk about the draft. That's <laughs> <laughs> They're asked about the draft. They're asked many questions that they then can uh, continually dodge, like they're playing, uh, uh, you know, a good game of dodgeball. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I do- they don't come out and tell you exactly their plan every step of the way and all the guys with character concerns and aren't smart enough or the guys that they absolutely adore and are going to trade up for. That's not exactly how that goes down. They, yeah, they, amazingly enough, they don't do that. Hard okay. to believe. Wow. So that's probably a good business decision by them. So um, it is fresh on your noggin though. So what did you uh, gather from this little gathering? Well, as you can imagine, a lot of the, the conversations centered on the quarterback position and sure. their um, extensive look at the quarterback position. And, and, and sure. Kevin, Kevin Colbert said that that really dated back to, the season itself uh, that they had seen each of the top guys in, in this quarterback draft class uh, in person multiple times, whether it would be him or some of their scouts. Uh, in some cases, he said that, you know, it was, it was two, three, four, five, six, seven times. Now, I think we could probably assume that, you know, they probably had somebody see, for example, Kenny Pickett seven times. He plays. Oh, yeah. right, he plays right in their stadium. They they share a stadium together. So, you know, Probably you go into him in the parking lot. Doesn't count. No, that doesn't count. But they've seen these guys play a lot. Um, oh, yeah. And then you know you carried that through the the pre draft process, the the senior bowl, and then the combine, and then having them in, you know, at their at or going to their pro days, and then you know having them in for for private visits. Uh, you know, again, doing the legwork on this and, and and Mike Tom was asked about it and he said, look, I, I, you know, this is what we plan to do all along. Um, you know, we wanted to take a good hard look at the quarterback position. Sure. And my feeling about this is Matt, if they don't draft a quarterback early this year, they'll do the same thing next year too. And the year after, and the, and the year, year after, after. Right, 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 right. Until right. they can, because as, as, as Colbert said, you know, we haven't had to do this in so long because we had an 18-year starting quarterback. Right. You know, you and weren't in, in Ben Roethlisberger year ten for Ben Roethlisberger. They weren't going out and scouting the, the scouring the, the the quarterback draft class. They would look at it. They did their due diligence like yeah. any other position, but this is a different position than the others. I mean, let's not kid around. And it takes extra work. I'm still in the camp, and I think you are too. It would be a bigger story to me if they 
didn't go out of their way. Oh, absolutely. To, yeah. Right. I mean, if they weren't at the top of the league in terms of attention paid to this quarterback class, that would be a red flag to me. So even if you're not going to take one, it'd be crazy not to make the league think you are. Absolutely. And, and, and people are looking at this and go, well, what does this say about Mitch Trubisky? Nothing. Not a thing to me. They, again, as Tomlin noted, they started this process saying we're going to take a good, strong look at the quarterback position this year because we know Ben's retiring. Yeah, exactly. You so, didn't know you were going to get Mitch. You didn't know you were going to get Mitch Trubisky. Right. That's a good point, too, <laughs> is this whole scouting process, as you opened the podcast with, it started long time ago, before you ever made your free agency plans or knew what was going to be on the free Asian market, let alone targeting Trubisky. I mean, you got to think of the timeline of the whole scouting department. Yeah. They knew so Ben you, Roethlisberger was going to retire after this season. Right. right. Probably. They certainly were operating yeah. that he was. Yeah. Going on that assumption that this was going to be it for Ben. So when you, when you start sitting down with your college scouts, if you're Kevin Colbert, okay, guys, here's where we're going to go. We want to see this quarterback. We want to see that, you know, because you, you can't just go into it and say, uh, you know, that the scouting doesn't start in February when the, when the combine or the senior bowl happens, the scouting process starts, you know, the, the, the right after the draft, the last year's draft. Right. Okay. Here are the, here are the guys we need to look at for next year. (laughs) With the intent of guys, quarterbacks a priority this year. Yeah. I mean, that's all that needs to be said or, probably didn't need to be said, you know, that you tell the scouts, Hey, quarterback's going to be a priority this year, you know, and realistically in mind. Yeah. It, it should probably be that way for half a teams in a league. Yeah. That, they're not unique in the slightest. So, you know, I know again, I've gotten that question. Well, what does this say about Mitch Trubisky, how they feel about him? Not a word, not a, not a damn thing. Yeah, um, I don't think it means one thing. The they fact did, that they yeah. went after him early and uh, aggressively says more about Mitch Trubisky to me than, you know, what we were talking about now. Yeah, I think, you know, Colbert said, uh, he quoted, he says, could we add somebody at quarterback? Yes. Could we start the season without adding, adding somebody? Yes. We'll see where it goes. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that they're locked in on quarterback. Like some people, again, I think people are, are jumping, making that assumption. Like I keep saying every, every mock draft that I see is a Steelers taking a quarterback. Well, not necessarily, not unless – the right guy is there. I think that's yeah, the, the right, main right. thing that I've come out of this whole process with. They're not just going to take a quarterback to take a quarterback. I've said it a thousand times. I mean, I think that the signing of Edmonds maybe makes the percentage go up a little. You know, there's one less thing that is on the it opens table a door, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe. But this isn't like, boy, maybe we'll sign Edmonds and now we're going to go to quarterback. I mean, this is a long thought out process is my point is, you know, the, the Edmonds factor has been there every step of the way that it, that was an option you could deal with or, or not, you know, or address. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think there's a really good chance that they draft a quarterback with their first pick at 20 earlier trading down, whatever, but that's what I've kind of thought all along. I mean, this there's isn't, a lot of logic behind yeah. it. This isn't the situation like last year, though, where I think the entire world knew they wanted to the best kept secret out there. Yeah. Right. And the reason that everybody knew that they didn't have a starting running back on their roster. Right. I mean, they went in with a massive hole and not even a stopgap guy. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, at that point, going into the draft, their number one running back was Benny Snell. Right. right, right. This isn't I mean, that situation. The world knew they were drafting one no matter what. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think this is a little different than that. Um, you know, I, I, and I think that, you know, when you when you look at – at the way this draft sets up again, we've, we've talked about quarterbacks ad nauseum, of um, course, of course, like crazy. And, and, and again, uh, we could be back in the same boat next year uh, or, or not, you know, it just depends. But I, I think when you, when you look at the needs on this team, they look at the, my, my bottom line is this, they'll start looking at their needs for 2023, the 2023 draft within weeks of this draft, like the dust. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the dust, the dust will settle on this draft class and they'll start planning. Okay. Here's what we need to, here's what, here are the positions we need to focus on next year. Uh, yeah, for I next mean, year. They know yeah. who's going to be a free agent, who isn't, you know, what, uh, maybe another likely retirement or somebody you're moving on from. It, it's less pronounced of course, than this past year. You know, I mean, there's not an 18 year old hall or 18, you have career season hall of famer hanging it up. You know, Cam Hayward hasn't come out and said, this is my last year or TJ Watts contracts up and you know, he's leaving, you know I mean? It's different last year and this past off season was of course, very unique, but you're right. I mean, your, your off season plan starts in a week. Right. Yeah. You got to start making, okay. You look at the college schedule. Here's where we want to go. Here's what we want to hit. These are the guys we want to see. Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought, you know, Colbert said when you have a quarterback quarterback like Ben for that many years, you didn't spend as much time with the position because you weren't going to entertain it. Right. 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 We did yeah, spend more time on that position that. and it was necessary. Mm-hmm. We have to get that right. He called, he called the quarterback position, the most critical position in our sport. Um, you know, and, and maybe in all sports, not that they care about hockey or anything. Right. You know, right. 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 Yeah. But it, it, it absolutely is. I mean, you either have, you know, if you, if you, if you're bad at quarterback, you're usually a bad football team. It's a hard thing to overcome. Of course. I mean, I mean, our, our listeners don't need us to tell us that, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a critical, critical juncture. It's a critical off season for the franchise as a whole. Yeah. And that's not a surprise to anybody. No, no. you know, Mike Tomlin was asked, what his number one life's an adventure and it's waiting hi this is merrill hodge at snt bank they know life's for the living that's why snt bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it whether you're investing in your home planning for the future or just making the most of every day snt bank is here to help learn how snt bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com member fdic snt bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in pennsylvania by jd power for jd power 2022 award information visit jdpower.com awards attribute uh is at the position and after kind of hedging a little bit you know there's a bunch of things that you look for Mm-hmm. The thing that he talked about, he said that the, the, the thing that you need the most at that position, he said, it's the ultimate competitor's de- position. Like you I need to see that logic. Yeah. You know, more so. And that's how, I mean, even a, Ben at the end always had that was a hell of a, you know, yeah, right, that's, why, that's know. why they had the, the, all those, you know, comebacks and things of that nature. As a mm-hmm. former scout, Matt, how do you measure something like that? It's brutal. I mean, it's really difficult. I mean, I think one thing that, you know, people might not think about is 
and this goes back to what we were saying about, you know, Kevin went to North Carolina early in the process. I mean, I think that seeing these people in person and not on a screen or an iPad or whatever on tape, how they react interacting on the sideline. Right. I want to see them at practice. I want to see them on the sideline. I want to see them in pregame warmups. I mean, are they keeping to themselves? Are they, you know, how do their teammates respond to them? Certainly when, you don't want to watch a highlight tape. That's for sure. Not that NFL teams do, but boy, that team that they got walloped by Florida state. Let's go watch that one. Yeah. And how was he how reacting they... to that? Was he, you know, was yeah. he sulking at the end of the bench? Was he, was he trying to rally the troops? That kind of stuff that was he still getting taking his cracks? I mean, um, without a doubt, you want to be a private investigator and talk to every human being that that person's ever known, you know, like not that we joked about it, but like we would bring it up. Like, Mentioning the prospect to the lunch lady, if you bump into her yeah. or the janitors or, you know, the people that the young man doesn't have to be nice to, <laughs> you know, right, does he right. choose to treat them with respect and things like that. Now that doesn't help you beat the Ravens necessarily at one o'clock at Heinz field in November, but it is certainly an indication of what human being you're tying yourself to. If you and can't that, throw the ball, none of that matters. Yeah. But, you know, but that's important too, to, to, to your point, because that guy's going to be a leader. He's yes. going to, he's the, he immediately, especially immediately. if you take a guy like that in the first round, I can, again, I'll go back to, to Roethlisberger's rookie year. He's number three on the depth chart mm-hmm. at that point. And I can remember he got, he got nicked up uh, early in training camp. Something happened and he went down and nobody was sure what happened. Maybe it was a knee. Nobody, you know, don't remember. And all the local TV stations broke into the afternoon soap operas. To repeat. <laughs> I know, breaking, right, right. breaking news. Like that's a lot of pressure on a 21, 22 year old kid. Like yeah. you, you're the guy. And it's different than being the guy on a college campus. Yes. And which brings me to another thing, which we could kind of talk about this group that's coming out as well as, some Steeler ties too. Like I thought a huge thing that hurt Mitch Trubisky and Haskins when they came to the league was they didn't have any starts under their belt. You know, like you start 12 games, particularly to Ohio state, but as well as North Carolina, and you've only game planned for 12 different teams. Three of them are teams. You know, you're going to beat no matter what the, the defensive coordinators don't have a ton of tape on you to know what you're coming after. They don't have years worth of tape. You haven't been the face of the franchise in terms of media, big, hard losses, plane rides home for an extended stretch. You haven't had two off seasons as the team's leader, you know, like, it, 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 like when I got to Akron, Charlie Fry was a really good Mac quarterback, and it was pretty obvious it was his team. You know, we had to gain his trust as a new staff, you know, because all the players flocked to him and they looked at us like, okay, we got new coaches and whatnot, <laughs> but we don't know anything about you, dudes. You know, right, like, right, you know, we knew we weren't great last year. We don't mind a change, but we trust Charlie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's the guy that you've, you've battled with. So right. that's a, that's such a big part of, of this whole process. And that's the one thing that you, that you kind of have to discern, you know, sitting down with these guys. And that's why they, they wanted as many cracks at that as possible. Right, right, right. I mean, again, there's a lot of good liars out there. There's a lot of dudes that 
you know, give it all they got. And by the third meeting with them, you realize, eh, (laughs) he's not for me. Or, boy, I mean, you know, a 15-minute interview at the the Combine to me, I don't know that you gain a lot out of that unless it's just negative. You know, I mean, I'm sure all these quarterbacks were impressive for 15 minutes. They're coached up to do that stuff now. They're coached up to do it. It's a short amount of time. The first minute or two, you're shaking hands or cracking a joke or, you know, I mean, so, um, no, I, and the other uh, uh, one that is a must is I definitely want to talk to the strength coach. I mean, there's a lot of time where the position coaches, the head coaches aren't in that weight room. They're all laughing and joking. It's a more informal scene. There's music on, or sometimes it's early in the morning and they're running sprints or whatever. There's a lot to be said. And some strength coaches aren't going to tell you anything. I mean, some director of personnel or director of football operations aren't going to tell you anything, but if you can get information about how hard do they work, that doesn't mean they have to lift 8,000 pounds or, you know, have great numbers, but are they, they in there in, every day? Yes, they, they put the effort in, yeah. Right. Is it important to them or are they just there going through the motions? Right. I, and and so much of that, I mean, that that's hugely important here. So, Huge, right. You know, that, that, that's why you do your, your diligence on this. Again, uh, if you take one, if you don't take one, you, know, you at least it, got all the information. Right. You at least set yourself up in a position where you feel like you, you have a pretty good working knowledge of these guys to know whether you want to take one. Mm-hmm. I mean, what as an analyst, what I hope doesn't happen is no quarterbacks get taken or whatever, and then someone gets plucked at 19, and the Steelers then take somebody at 20. Like, you'll never know then who they really wanted. Like, if by chance they have their chance, their – their choice of the pick of the litter at 20, you're going to know kind of like Trubisky versus a free agent pool. Obviously that's the guy they targeted. Right. Yeah. I mean, they'll be, you know, they'll, they'll take that up to the, you know, it'll, it'll be at the counter or at the uh, commissioner's uh, in the commissioner's hands immediately. So. And and the uninformed media, if Willis goes at six and somehow Pickett goes at 13 and the Steelers take Ritter at 20, the big narrative is like, oh, they settled for a quarterback. Well, I'm sure they didn't. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? I mean, you but, know, that's the thing. They're going to sit down and they're going to, as we've talked about it a hundred times, they're going to come up with their 20 guys. Right. For all we know, their top three guys could be quarterbacks. We don't know. Oh, it might be. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, that that's just the reality of the situation because it's, it's the 20 guys. This is what they do. And Colbert explained this again today. They don't do a mock draft where they – pick who every other team would pick. They go through each spot. Okay. If we had the first overall pick, who would we take? We had the yeah, second right, overall right, pick. Right. Who would we take the third overall? So on and so forth. till they get down to 20. Not like, wow. What if happens if somebody trades in at 13 and we didn't see that coming? Well, it doesn't matter if your top twenties in, in line, right? You know, you're, either, you're just scratching names off the list. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's, it, it, they'll take care of that process. They're also, uh, Colbert uh, said, uh, you know, they'll, they'll reach out to all the other teams in the league here um, tomorrow, starting tomorrow and see, you know, about trading up, trading down, all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of legwork gets done. It doesn't happen the day of the draft. No. And <laughs> I'm not certain how they do it or how any team specifically does it. But I think that only two or three people in the organization are making those calls. Typically, like, yeah, it'll be yeah. the pro person. So Brandon Hunt will be 
it would be doing guy. a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, exactly. and that's what, you know, I, I spoke with Doug Whaley last week and, you know, he did that when, when, when he was with the Steelers, that was his job was to reach out to right, right. all the other personnel guys, the pro personnel guys. That's when they talk and Hey, are you guys interested in moving up or down? Okay. Yeah. So are we, and they have, you have that conversation. You go, okay, you check off the list, interested mm-hmm. in moving up, interested in moving down. And then, you know, when, as you yeah, get, but you pick a 30 and we don't want to go that far. Right. And that's, you know, there's some yeah. of that too. You know, there's some of that. So there's, you know, you get that's the, the, the initial conversations out of the way. And then, yeah. you know, and then you decide, okay, is it worth that to, to go up? Is it worth that to move down? Um, it's all part of the process, but mm-hmm. uh, like I might even bother calling this team on draft day because they're not interested in coming up. Yeah. Um, so that's the, uh, that's the situation. That's what uh, Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert had to say today. Uh, we're going to take a break. They did talk also about the re-signing of Terrell Edmonds. We haven't really spoken a lot about that. We'll do that in the next segment. Yeah. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. <laughs> 